It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Access Atlanta, your weekly look at what's fun, entertaining, and educational in and around Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Every week, we're here to help you get ready for the weekend and bring you conversations with some of the most interesting people in arts, culture, food, and entertainment in Atlanta. Let's get started with a couple of events that are happening around town this week. I Want You Back, which was shot last spring in Metro Atlanta, will begin streaming on Amazon Prime on February 11th. The movie is perfectly timed, a traditional, light, romantic comedy that seems tailor-made for Valentine's Day weekend. Rodney Ho spoke with stars Jenny Slate and Charlie Day, and he points out that Atlanta is clearly one of the stars of the movie, with lots of chances to spot local filming locations, including Decatur Square and Piedmont Park. Read the story on Rodney's Georgia Entertainment Scene blog at accessatlanta.com. Blending classical music and hip-hop might seem a bit strange to some listeners, but the duo Black Violin has been doing it for close to 20 years. This musical hybrid is something Kev Marcus and Will Batiste first began forming in high school, when one day Marcus had an idea for how to incorporate violin into the Busta Rhymes song, Give Me Some More. The duo will bring their latest tour to the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center on February 18th. Read our interview with Marcus on AccessAtlanta.com, where you'll also find more events in and around Atlanta. Stay tuned for more events later in the podcast, and after the featured conversation, we'll take a look at what the AJC is bringing you this week, both online and in print. But first, we'll hear from the stars of a Nat Geo Wild reality series. Doctors Terrence Ferguson and Bernard Hodges graduated from Fort Valley State University and then attended veterinary school at Tuskegee University. Those are two of only four historically black universities with Delaware State University and Florida A&M to offer a degree in veterinary medicine. And Tuskegee is the only one to offer a doctorate. The two doctors opened Critter Fixer Veterinary Hospital in 1999 and now have their own show, Critter Fixers Country Vets. Season three will premiere on Nat Geo Wild at 9 p.m. Saturday, March 26th, and you can watch the first two seasons on Disney+. Plus. Just look for the Nat Geo Wild tab. The AJC's Nancy Clanton recently spoke with the vets about their work, and she's here to introduce that conversation. Welcome, Nancy. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, I always enjoy talking to the doctors because they are so passionate about their work and not just as veterinarians, but also as mentors 
and having a way to give back to the community and to bring that next generation of veterinarians up another level. Yeah, it's it, it sounds like, you know, they're they're pretty fascinating guys and and that they do a lot of great work not just with the animals but with other people. They do. And they've started a new program called Vet for a Day and they just put something out that, you know, kids could come in and learn what they do if they're interested in being a veterinarian. And so it was for middle schoolers and early high school. And they had students from four states show up wow. to be a veterinarian for a day. They took them through the whole process of applying for school, you know, how to get funding. And then they went into the clinic and actually watched surgeries. And a lot of the kids were just fascinated. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, I, I should also mention that this is part of our Black History Month coverage, and, and we have stories online and in the paper every day throughout the month of February, so you can go and check those out online, and you'll see Nancy's story uh, on the Critter Fixers um, right there on AJC.com and AccessAtlanta.com. Uh, so is there anything we should know before we go into the conversation with the uh, doctors? Um, Dr. Bernard Hodges and Dr. Terrence Ferguson, um, like you said, graduated from historically black colleges, and they're really passionate about increasing the diversity of the veterinarian field. Only 2% of veterinarians in the country are black. And wow. so they're really wanting to introduce veterinarian medicine to the black community yeah. and to let kids know that, yes, you can do this too. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, well, thanks so much for bringing us this conversation, Nancy. Thank you, Shane. And now let's hear from Drs. Terrence Ferguson and Bernard Hodges. All right. So how are my favorite veterinarians today? Doing fantastic. How are you? Hey, how are you? good to see you, Nancy. I was excited when uh, you know, I heard we was going to get to talk to you again. I know. It's been a little while. Right. Yes. So I um, watched the first episode of season three. By the way, congrats on season three. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you. Did you guys have any idea when Nat Geo came to you like four years ago? Oh, no. Not that you would be in season not three now? We was wondering why. Why, why would it be? Yeah, it was like, no way. Not, not, I mean, absolutely no way. Oh, but it's very entertaining. Thank you. Thank you. And if you watch season three, you got a chance to see that we're, you know, we're making a headway. And, uh, I know. We'll get to that after okay. we talk about um, a few other things. Yeah, no problem. So, what, tell me what you guys have learned over the past few seasons. You know, it, you know, I mean, it, it has been a, you know, almost like the, 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 the Ryan, you know, it has been the best of times. It has been the worst of times. Uh, this pandemic has definitely it's changed the way life is and the way pet care has been delivered. You know, I mean, you know, when when it first hit, we you know we didn't know much, so we were doing curbside service, meaning you were going to the car, getting a dog, and it actually gave us about three more steps. Meaning, we had to get the dog, we had to get the dog inside, we had to examine the dog, we had to call the owner and tell them who was waiting in the car that the the dog was okay or it wasn't okay or the procedure then they had to agree to the procedure 
And then we had to do the procedure and then tell them it was okay. So that was, uh, you know, that, that was, that was tough on, you know, you trying to stay healthy and you need to add more staff. And, you know, it, it just, it just was really a tough time. You know, I, I can remember one day going out there and uh, maybe it was 15 cars in the parking lot and it was raining really hard. So I was like, let me go out here and help. And so I'm in the middle of the parking lot trying to figure out where I'm going, which car. And I remember just saying like, Lord, you know, what, you know, is, has it come to this? Is, is It was, you know, it was almost like that, that eureka moment that it's like, okay, this rang hard. I'm trying to figure out how to get a dog from, but I don't even know where to get a dog. I don't know which car. And, and then that was just tough. That was probably one of the lowest points of me dealing with this. <laughs> and I'm sure it was tougher with large animals. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I think for me, I think one thing that I've learned is just the reach and the power of television and the show period. Um, you know, you, we knew that we were going to be on television, but once we started receiving emails and DMs from Australia and all these other countries, it's like, wow. It's it, it just like a wow, you know, you think television is still, you know, even though you know it's there, uh -huh. it's different when you hear from people and just the power of it because, you know, there. It's not a day go by that we don't get calls from parents that want to know how their kids can become veterinarians. You know, we're so proud of you being a veterinarian. Representation matters. So all these things are just the power of television and the power of the show and the power of being on television. And that's something that, you know, we try to um, use as best we can in the most positive way that it can be used. I know you guys talk a lot about um, representation and giving back and helping the next group of veterinarians. Um, for people who haven't heard that, can you talk a little bit about that for us? Well, I mean, you know, veterinary medicine is probably the least diverse profession in the in the world. I mean, you know, at least in the United States. I mean, we're only two black veterinarians make up about 2% of the veterinary population. And, you know, it almost seems, you know, with, with, with everything over the last couple of years with uh, diversity, you know, it really has hit the profession and uh, people are starting to, to recognize. And Dr. Ferguson and I have been doing it for, since we came to the profession, trying to, trying to help and, and trying to show the way. But, you know, we, we're just trying to figure out ways and using the platform to show kids that anything is possible. I mean, we, you know, we got yeah. the vet for a day. Right. You know, yeah. So, you know, and another reason this is so important is, you know, you talk about, representation matters. I was that kid that wanted to become a veterinarian at a very early age, but it wasn't until I was a junior in undergrad or college that I saw the first black veterinarian. So there did become a time that I wasn't quite sure. You know, of course I had the encouragement from family, but they weren't veterinarians either, you know, so they were encouraging me, but it was just encouragement. It wasn't like, this is the blueprint. You can do it. So it, so that's why it's so important for, you know, Dr. Hodge and I, which is one of the reasons that we started a program called Vet for a Day. <clears throat> and what Vet for a Day is, is where we allow kids to come in that are middle, middle school, early high school kids to come in. And we take a full day and we take them through the entire process from wanting to become a veterinarian, going to undergrad, um, all the way, with, which is theory, to the point that we brought them to the clinic. And we showed them various things from restraining animals all the way to doing surgery and allowed them to be able to come in as we're gloved and gown up when we're doing procedures. 
And the importance of that, it was not only for the student, but for parents as well. Because we know a lot of times, especially in our, our uh, community, when kids say they want to be an animal doctor, you know, the parents may not be familiar with it, but they are familiar with being a dentist and familiar with being a doctor. So they kind of push them over to that profession, which is fine. But we want to educate parents as well so they'll know how to, um, to help the kids become what they want to become. So that's why that's a very important um, thing for us. And it's something that we really, 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 really have uh, dove into and really trying to make this work for these kids. And you just don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, when grandmas and moms, you know, kind of hit you up or, and say, you know, my grandbaby or my child love animals. And when they see you, their lives just light up and they want to be a veterinarian. And they say, mom, we can be that person. So, you know, we, we don't take that lightly. The kids were really into it, too. Um, they were getting their hands dirty, so to speak. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, and that's the funny thing, you know, it's, you know, we oftentimes we hear that, you know, from from some of the other places that we don't have the diversity or they cannot find the black kids. I guess my thing is maybe you aren't looking in the right place because it wasn't hard for us to get those. Kids. And, and, and they came from four different states. Wow. Yeah. So, they you know, they weren't local. Those Most of those. Most of them did not come from right around here. They were from all over, four states. And how often are you going to do that for a day? The amazing thing is, this is the amazing thing. So when we did the vet for a day, one a drug company, uh, Zoetis actually uh, picked it up. And they was like, look, we want to roll this around nationally. So oh I'm excited. Gosh. Right. So we plan to do four sites this, yeah. this, this, this year across the United States. And then hopefully do more. So hopefully some kids uh, here in read this and, you know, they, they, they get in contact and uh, we can make them part of it for today because we're going to do it. Make do you work. have it on your website where they can sign it, up? It, it is going to be on the website. Uh, yeah, it, it will be. Yes, they can visit okay. our website. And we're, we're in the planning process because this kind of happened really fast. <laughs> it's like, hey, we really like this. You guys are actually have something that you're doing. Let's take it nationwide and let's see if we can help some kids and make this better. And you two are going to travel to the and different you're side. you're going to travel. Yeah. You're going to get the critter fixes with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have been, of course, following you guys on Instagram. Right. And um, you, you bill yourself as country doctors. Yes. But I see you in New York, you know, yes. doing all of the press. And yes. you guys don't look like country doctors. You're all dressed up. <laughs> Hey, well, you know, sometimes what they say, a clock can be right at least once a day. Yeah, a day. So, you know, we just get lucky when we yes. leave out, you know. So we just try to, I mean, that's the thing, you know, it's, you know, it, it's funny. And um, our publicist, Kate, will tell you, it's, well, I was like, Kate, what should we wear? What should we wear? What <laughs> right, should we, right, right. so, you know, honestly, maybe we over-exaggerate because we don't want to look like the country bunkers yeah. and come there and show up and don't fit the bill. <sighs> country doctors can get dressed up too. Yes, yes ma'am. Ma yes, ma'am. Definitely. I do um, remember one episode. I'm not sure if it's the season one or season three, but you're teaching one of your um, employees how to speak country, how to oh, pronounce yeah. cornbread. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 That's all. Um, That's uh, uh, cow. Cornbread. Cow. Yeah. Yes, yeah. cow. Cow. Don't know. Hey, cow is from the British Virgin Islands. So he ain't, he don't have much country in him at all. Not only is he not country, he has a little bit of the the King's English 
you know, and, and British language with it. So he, it's a little different from, but I'm excited to say, yes. Kyle was accepted in the veterinary school at Tuskegee. So that's wonderful. So he is going to be incoming freshman. incoming freshman in Tuskegee veterinary school. That's fantastic. Yes. We're so he's going to have to know how to say finna. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And dope. And bread. And folk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so that's good on. that you've, get, you've given him a language lesson already. That's yeah. right. And we're still working on it. It's a little tough go, but that cornbread <laughs> has to be converted to cornbread. We're working on it, though. I think I was rolling. I, I mean, I was laughing so hard during that scene. It's like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> My northern cousins would come down and they had no idea what we were saying. Oh, yeah. My, my country's not as, as pronounced as it used to be, but yeah. it comes out. It oh, comes yeah. out every now and then. I got you. I think it's the number one language if you ask yes. me, so I'm all good Ex with it. Exactly. Okay, so the vet for a day, you say it's middle school and high school. Yes. Are you considering doing other ages, like adults? Or maybe even one basic day. for, like, small children? How oh, maybe. For the pet? It was it, when we did it, you know, it was funny. Like when he was in surgery and I was walking the parents around, they were more excited and asking as many questions as the kids. So I am sure adults would definitely, definitely uh, be excited to do it. But, you know, to, to, to really be serious I and mean, think about it, well, what we've thought about this is so there are only 32 veterinary schools and they're going to have to be the ones that make a difference, meaning they have to let kids in they have to say okay we're gonna let you in we're gonna let you be veterinary so the reason we kind of chose that age group was so that we could kind of prepare them to become be be accessible and and be ready to go to vet school and then the challenge because fortunately now that we have this platform all of these vet schools will kind of ask us to come and speak so here and we've challenged them because you know for, for years and years, you know, the profession has been so happy and, and, and in a good way. And it's a great thing to say, you know, you need great grades to be invested. You got to have a 3738, which I totally get. But if a kid has a 3738 and they don't have any words, but if you're a first generation college student, you've gone, you're working. You got to keep the lights on. You might even have to send mama back a little bit of money. You learn how to study and you got a three, two. And you and you and you can do this profession. I mean, you know, I mean, you got to balance it with some of those two, three, twos, three, threes. Give them a shot. You know, give, you know, that's and that's our challenge to the veterinary schools. Give them a chance. If they've gone through, they're trying to figure it out along the way. They've worked hard. You know, you cannot compare that to a person who, you know, don't have those life challenges. Yep. No, I understand. I had to work full time during college. Yes, exactly. Yes. So it, it is hard. I mean, you know, I mean, so, right. So, you know, some nights you might have came home and, you know, you fell asleep on the sofa and maybe got a B instead of an A, but you work hard, you're showing the edge and you're trying to do what you can do. So that's that's our thing, you know, is give give these kids a chance. And so that's why we're starting with those age groups. Now, I also saw you make a visit to Fort Valley State. Yes. yes. In the fishing fishery. And that led to the tilapia skin graph. Yes. I hope I'm not giving away too much. You're fine. No, no, no. Actually, that's, oh, that's fine. You're fine. No. Okay. So, 
so Terrence and I, you know, we always reading and looking at different things. And, and, you know, Shay was a dog that, you know, the surgery failed. I mean, the first time we did it and, you know, honestly, sometimes he and I are in surgery and literally our brains are smoking because it's life or death. And sometimes you just don't have a solution. I mean, you, you, or, or you, you, you trying to find what can, what can you do? What's going to work? You know, how can it, why won't this bone go back together? Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, but when you're in surgery, you have to figure it out. You have to figure because, it out. Because, you know, you're there. You know, you can't just throw your hands up and walk out and say, maybe I'll figure it out by next week. It's something that you have to kind of figure out. And, you know, they use those tilapias for burns in uh, third world countries because of, because of cost. You know, I mean, it's, and so, you know, I figured we'll give it a try. And fortunately, uh, it worked out. It looked wonderful by the time Shay healed. Yes, it healed very well. That was that was great. I, my my jaw was on the floor watching that. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So when you're talking to the vet for a day students, do you prepare them for sometimes the outcome's not going to be what you want it to be? Oh yeah, you, what we want to do is kind of give them a good synopsis of what it is to be a veterinarian. And you do have those times when it may be end of life. You know, you may have a 15, 18 year old dog, cat, animal, and it may have kidney failure and you may have done all that you can do and exhausted all measures and it's that time. And those are things that as a veterinarian, you never get used to, but it's something that you know is a necessity and you know that you're doing it for the right reason. The last thing that we want is animals to be suffering or have poor quality of life and there's something that we can do about it. So definitely, you know, part of the process of with the kids is exposing them to that side as well, because that is something that they're going to have to do. And um, we just try to give them a full holistic approach to, like I say, from the time where they are now preparing to get into veterinary school. Because what we had is we always talk about our critter fixer tree. And on our tree, we just have we have students who are now veterinarians. We have some that are in veterinary schools. Just like Kyle, some students that are, have just applied and accepted in veterinary school to students that are in tech school. So we had all those, um, we, had, we had several of those kids come back. The kids that are in undergrad now, they told about what it's like to be an undergrad, what it's like to have envisioned hopefully going to veterinary school one day. We had kids who had just applied to veterinary school and they talked to the kids and the, and the parents about the application process. What does it take to apply? Um, have I had an interview yet? What's included in the interview? And we had students that were just completing first year, talked about the first year of veterinary school, what it's like to go into anatomy, what it's like to be in the first year and you with all these other students from all areas and they're all smart and intelligent and where do I fit in? All the way to we had some kids that just graduated, just received their DVM, they talked about their four years of veterinary school. So we had every area kind of worked out and we were just blessed that we had kids that have come through uh, critter fixer that we could do that so that was more or less part of our the kind of theory side I guess they talked about it then we moved to the practical side is when we came back to the clinic and we did um, the things in-house that is invaluable information for yeah. parents and for kids yes ma'am so let's talk football oh yeah Dr. Yeah. Ferguson uh -uh. <laughs> well, how far are we going with this thing? Now? <laughs> and how, and how, and how, you see chest and how far all shall out? my chest stick out? Yeah, you see chest sticking <laughs> all out over here. and um, He better be glad I like him a lot. 
you know, I didn't have a dog in the fight. I went to University of Tennessee, so okay. I didn't Those have a dog in the fight. It's all good for you, right. But what was it like between, and explain to everyone why this is so funny. So this is, um, I guess, Dr. Hodge and I, a little game we play. So my son is now a freshman at the University of Alabama. And of course, Dr. Hodge and I are both from Georgia. Yes. And we both grew up, you know, cheering for the University of Georgia. Just so happened that now my son's at the University of Alabama. So I had to change allegiance to the University of Alabama. So luckily, they're both great schools at football. So we had an opportunity to play each other twice this year. Yes. I was fortunate, I guess I could say, to win the first one. But he was even more fortunate because his win means that they won it all. Yes. And, um I think I've heard about that probably <laughs> at least every day or every other day, you know, since then. Not that he's trying to rub it in. It's just like he just want to remind me, right? It's kind of so, like getting that 40-year monkey off your back, you know? <laughs> monkey on your back for 40 years, you know? I mean, you got to at least float and be happy at least, you know, this year, you know? But who knows? You know, I'm sure Alabama will be back. We oh, of course hope. they will be. We certainly hope so. I'm just ready for Tennessee to come back at some point. I think you guys well, are close. Yeah, I think you guys yeah, I are really do. close. Yeah. And if nothing else, man, them black black uniforms are fire. Those are nice. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, they if nothing else, y'all, I think those might have been the nice. Those black uniforms are nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the only time I'm really glad not to be in the office. <laughs> it's yeah. football season. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You were here like I do, huh? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I had a client pulled up the other day, so, you know, and I went outside to talk to her, and first thing she said, she had a Georgia hat. She said, I'm not wearing this hat to pick at you. I'm just wearing this hat, how proud I am. I said, yes, ma'am, I know. And I said, wink, wink, sure you are. <laughs> like, yeah, somebody I'm left a Harry the Dog bobblehead on my desk. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I, okay. thought that was, I thought that was cute. That was very cute. <laughs> This is Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. We'll continue with Nancy Clinton's interview with the vets from Critter Fixers in a moment. But first, here's more of our list of things to do around Metro Atlanta. More than 90 million people will watch the Super Bowl, give or take a few. Freelancer Mary Welsh talked to a few who won't be watching the Super Bowl to find out what they'll be doing instead. Many will just stay in and watch something else, but it might be a good time to get out of the house and try something new. So if you're not watching Netflix or going about your regular routine, what can you do to not watch the Super Bowl? We have a few suggestions, including some theatrical performances, getting in a round of mini golf, or catching a comedy show. And it might be a good time to try a new restaurant. Find out what else is on the agenda for a Super Bowl-free Sunday on AccessAtlanta.com. In its 22nd year, the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival offers viewers a unique opportunity to see movies from around the world that otherwise would not screen in Atlanta. Organizers originally planned to show some of the entries at local theaters, but because of lingering COVID-19 concerns, the fest has shifted to an all-virtual format. In this Sunday's Living and Arts section, and online at accessatlanta.com, we'll spotlight some of the festival's most interesting films and talk with filmmakers and organizers about the festival and its impact. The Atlanta Jewish Film Festival happens February 16th through the 27th, and the price of admission is $16 per person, $32 per household per film. And you can participate from the comfort of your own home. Get the details at accessatlanta.com. 
Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This is Access Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The facts matter now more than ever. Get unlimited digital access to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution so you know what's really going on. And you're helping us fulfill our mission to bring you the news that's important to you. Subscribe today at subscribe.ajc.com podcast and your first month of unlimited digital access is just 99 cents. That's subscribe.access.com slash podcast to join the community for just 99 cents. Let's continue our conversation with Drs. Ferguson and Hodges from Critter Fixers Country Vets. So what else can we talk about, fellas? Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the weather here. I mean, I don't know. It's good. You like this? You like this? I love cold. Really? I do. You must be like in the mountains of Tennessee. No, Knoxville. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, that's the first time I really went to Tennessee. I was a sophomore. Well, I was a sophomore. I was working for the the um the U.S. Allied Service. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm a country boy. So, all the, the lakes and rivers down here are, are muddy and warm. So, we were working in the, the Shenandoah Valley and working in the, the Great Smoker. And so they had us in the woods. That's cold and water. water. And that water was so, I was like, whoa. I didn't say, the water was so cold. It was so Yeah, that's cold water. I, I never experienced that. It was clear and it was pretty. It's beautiful. But give me muddy warm. <laughs> the water was so, and, and being in fish and wildlife, we had to go in and we had to actually get into the water and streams and, 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 and do different things. I, I I will always remember Tennessee for having that cold, clear water in the mountains. Well, I grew up way out in the country, so I'm a country girl. Okay. I mean, we didn't have central heat and air. We didn't have um, cable. Okay. I was in college before cable even got out as yeah, far as that was. I, yeah, I think I grew up on three channels. Yeah, ABC, yes. NBC, and TBS. Right. And, and then we had to put foil on antenna to make it work so we can pull the chat, pull to get a good reception. Oh, yeah, we were poor, so we had the needle those pliers to right. change yes. the channels once the knob yep. came off. The knob broke, exactly. Yes. Hey, we're from the same place then. Yes. That's right. One, one cool thing since the last time we talked, he and I have had a lifelong dream of becoming farmers, and uh-huh. we're, we're now cattle farmers. Oh, fantastic. Yes. We, uh, we yep, raised yep. some black How many head? We have um, about what, 88 now. Yeah, yeah. We have right. wow. now, yeah. And we're in breeding season and hope to have more by this fall. Well, hey, at least you know where to get your vet care, right? There you go. Hey, I don't know about that. I I call him. I don't know, Nash. Let me tell you something. So it's weird. All these animals. So that was, was it Thanksgiving weekend? Was that? That was. It it could have been. That could have been. So we got a farm manager who's really, really good. Uh, Sean does a great job. So, you know, sometimes he and I, we just like, it's because it's kind of out. We'll go out and we'll get on the. The, the mule and just ride around. So I was pulling into the gate 
And I looked and it was a mom with, a, I guess, a baby kind of partially out. So the way you're looking is the way I was looking. I forgot I was a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's in the field. I go in, I call him. I was like, T, hey, man, it's, it's, it's a calf hanging out. So I'm all, he's like, did you call Sean? So he's out of town. I don't know where he, where he was, but he was. He wasn't, he wasn't in town to help me. So I'm out there. I called Sean, and Sean happened to be in Tennessee, as a matter of fact. He was in, he, he was in Memphis. So I, I was like, okay, so it's just me, the cow, and the cow dangling. <laughs> so I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do? I forgot I was a veterinarian. It's my cow. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I called him. He like, man, I'm, hey, he was, he's like, man, I'm sorry I can't help you. Yeah. He's like, I wish I was there. I said, I'm going to figure this out. So I watched her, you know, I went in and fish. So I watched her maybe about 30 minutes. And thank you, God, she delivered that calf on her own. And <laughs> I saw him all excited. I seen him like videos. Oh, and... yeah, like a new daddy. And it's like, well, we got a calf. We got a calf. <laughs> I was like, okay, calm down, calm down. <laughs> so, so it's a calf? Yeah, yes, it's yeah. a great calf, beautiful calf. So yes. what happened is, you know, when you're your own, your own, sometimes you forget, you know, you forget you're a veterinarian. You're like, <laughs> And I'm just a rancher out here. What do I do with this <laughs> calf hanging out? So yep. you didn't call the night junior? I, I didn't. Next time. Next time. So let's talk about that. Following in your footsteps. Oh, um, how's he really, doing? That's, he's doing fantastic. That's really exciting. Um, you know, he's kind of vetting the colleges and 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 we kind of narrowing down. Uh he still wants to be a veterinarian, he still comes work for us and you know, it's exciting to watch him, you know, as a senior. And he's starting to get it, you know. Um, he, he's starting to, at least now, we give him a little paycheck. He didn't, he wasn't worth the paycheck for many years. <laughs> he finally, he's finally worth, worth the paycheck now. So he, he, he enjoys getting paid. So, you know, he's, hey, well, excited. he's, he's excited. I mean, it's, it's, it's really a good thing to watch him grow. And, uh, you know, I mean, learn, learn a lot from us, I think. And, you know, it's going to be really a cool thing to have him come work with us over the years. Now, Dr. Ferguson, didn't you I, say I, your I, daughter I, was interested? Yeah, right. no, I think he downplayed this a little bit, right? So, VJ is very, very, very brilliant. So, VJ has the opportunity to go to any school he wants to go to on an academic scholarship. Now, he downplayed their betting schools. They're, they're, the schools are courting him. And he has to make a decision which one he wants to go to. So I want to make sure I put that out. It's not like a regular student and we're just trying to figure out where we're going and we have to get a payout grant or we have to do a parent plus loan. No, they're courting him. He has to decide where I want to be. So that I think that is awesome. Yeah. He's a very brilliant young man. A little smarter than dad, for sure. Wow. <laughs> so, he downplays so himself as well. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, Nicole is in her... Third year, I think she can maybe. I think she graduates next year. But yeah, she's an animal science major and um, still wants to be a veterinarian. She's very excited and she works in the clinic as well. And you know, getting a lot of experience, all types of experience. Experience. I try to expose her to everything because it can't be those great times because there's going to be some times that it may have been a communication issue with the client. How do we handle this? It may be a, a disgruntled client. How do we handle this? It may be something great. How do we handle it? So we're trying to just expose both of them to everything that goes on here to just try to make them better veterinarians one day. 
it's, I mean, it's, it's this whole ride has been just amazing. I mean, like we talked about earlier, um, you know, who would have thought three years ago, you know, I mean, who would have thought that, you know, you go to Waffle House or you go to the grocery store or you go, oh, you ride down the street and people tell you to roll the window down mm-hmm. and tell you they love the show. You know, I just think it's a good thing for Georgia, you know, and, that, yeah. and that's what we hear. You know, that's that's what we hear a lot of times. You know, people they like, you know, y'all are a country, but <laughs> you represent this state very well. Yes. And that's one thing that that we try to do. I do think a, a lot of people equate country with not very intelligent. Right. For, for sure. And you right. guys are so proving them wrong. Yeah. Hope so. Hope yes. so. so uh, Dr. Hodges, have you um, come across any little boys with your hairstyle? A couple. I have a few. I have had some kids who have said, has come in and they say, hey, this 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 is the Hodges. And they'll call in the room and the kid has my hairstyle. But not only that, I've even encountered some people who cut their dog's hair like me, too. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> they'll have a little ruffle. Yes. I've come across some people who've cut their dog's hair in summer. So, yes. So, hopefully, we'll, we'll make Is that a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> I think so, maybe. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So, okay. It's, it is really cool, though. It's, it's, it's been an amazing amazing run especially for people who this wasn't even on the radar you know it wasn't even a little bit on the radar it was like you know we we it just wasn't even on the radar so it's it's almost like going from zero to ten and not only you know Nat Jill Wild has been an amazing partner um and so and Disney has been an amazing partner and and so the partnership kind of like we talk about diversity that's just that's the thing they encourage you know, it's not, you know, they're like, how can we help? You know, down to, for season three, we got a big surprise. When we found out about season three, so we flew up to New York, and we flew up to New York, and we were in the studios, and they were talking about all their their different um, shows coming on. So when it got to Nat Geo Wild, Critifix, we were the representatives. So we're standing standing on stage with with uh, Courtney, who is the president of the whole whole Nat Geo, and she said, "Well, you know, we want to, you know, show that we really believe in diversity, and 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 we don't know anything about this." She said, "We're going to donate seventy five thousand dollars to Fort Valley State University for a scholarship." Yep. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. So yeah, we we're, that's how we were. Yeah. We were being, you know, we were in the process of filming this and. We were kind of speechless, mouth open, like, is this real? Yes. Is this real? So it was like, it was amazing. It was an awesome feeling just to be appreciated, you know, and just knowing that there's, there are groups of people that really, 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 really wholeheartedly believe in working on this diversity issue. So, you know, that, that told us right there that, that, that National Geographic believed in us and they believe in our mission. By, by donating that money that we had no clue to our university to help another kid kind of get where we are. That is so special. That is yeah. special. Does it have your name on it or is it a it does. It does. No, it's great. Yes. yes. It has our Critter name. Fisher scholarship. It is yeah. the Critter Fritcher Scholarship. That is so fantastic. Yes. It's the, oh, yeah. So we've established, so that, you know, that's, that's you know, and and they've talked about, you know, that you know, it may be more than just this year. So, I, you know, yeah. we'll find out. But definitely, 
it's pretty neat to have the Critter Fix Scholarship with Nathan Geographic behind us that we had no clue. That's how much they believe in our mission. And, you know, you that that says says everything, you know. So can you give us, I saw episode one of season three. Can you give us any, um, without giving anything away, okay. what can we expect? Um, definitely from season three, you're going to see, um, of course, you're going to see our passion, which means that we, we really enjoy working with kids. So you're definitely going to see um, how passionate we are about kids, this next generation, and professional veterinary medicine. But you're going to see some cool surgeries too. You're going to see some things that you may not have seen before. Um, you know, we, we just passionate about these animals as well. So you're definitely going to see some tricks. I don't want to give it all away, but there are some things that maybe don't walk on land that you may see us do some surgeries on. We'll leave it like that. Um, you'll get to see um, just a lot of fracture repairs on things you may not and these guys are amazing orthopedists. So there's a lot of things that you'll see this season. And, of course, you'll get to see us work day to day and kind of goof off with each other and, you know, hug and love our there, clients and our patients. There are going to be some oohs and ahs for sure. Like, how did they even do this? <laughs> well, I know the turkey was the first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, this is the first. I'll even give you a little bit more. We're just going to say... There's a fish out of water, and there's a surgery that occurs. Yes, and we're gonna leave it at that. You do. I mean, is there an animal you've not worked on yet that you would like to? I mean, you don't want it to be, you know, hurt or anything. But uh, let me see. I think I would like to work on um, tigers. Maybe I think I like, but I need to make sure we have a good um, anesthesiologist. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> We don't need any issues, <laughs> to wake up. Yeah, yeah. We need to make sure that we're asleep and make sure we wake up. So, um, but I think, yeah, I think big cats would be something that yeah, would be, be kind of cool. Yeah. Not giraffes or elephants or um, elephant would be pretty that neat. That would be cool one. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? I guess there's a lot of them, you know, if if you know, yeah. if it's an animal it walks, then I would love to put my hands on it. Maybe the Atlanta Zoo will make, make let us come up there one of these days. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, you can be that for a, you can be zookeeper for a day. That would that be nice. That sounds great. Yes. That I would like be that. Great. I like that. I do remember one of the kids in your program saying she wanted to be and a zoo yeah, doctor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I thought, she already know. I didn't know at that age what I wanted to be. Oh, yeah. And she's already passionate about being a zoo doctor. Oh, yep. That's cool. I mean, it, these, I mean, they're advanced and smart. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, just watching their them bloom and blossom has just been a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Um, I think I have asked all of my questions. Is there anything you guys would like to add? Nothing. Just, yeah. you know, we're just thankful for all the support. I mean, yes. like, seriously, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I hear from different people. I can honestly say this whole thing has been probably 99.9% positive. You know, we've tried to do positive things and people have, have shown up. And like you, you know, I mean, you you know, I mean, it just, you know, we're excited to talk to, to people such as yourself who, who have another audience who you've introduced us to. And we're just thankful because, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, unfortunately in our lives today, we see so much negative or hear so much negative stuff. Yes. You know, it's always exciting just, you know, just to, to show out, share our love with animals and sharing with 
amazing people like you, Ness. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, I, I'm always touched watching the show how much you hug your yes. clients. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like family. They're not clients. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. And they come back again and again and again. And again, yes. That is what we do. It's good to watch. It's good to see. Yeah, I had my um, nieces watching over the holidays. Okay, well, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank yes. you. Yeah, one Thank of them wants, she wants to be a zoologist. So she's like, well, let's watch my friends, Dr. Ferguson there and Dr. Go. Hodges. Sure. There you go. She thought it was very cool. Yes. So guys, I, will, I know how incredibly busy you are. So thank you, Dr. Bernard Hodges and Dr. Terrence Ferguson for taking time out of your busy day to talk to us. Thank you very thank much. You very we much, appreciate nice. you having us on. And yeah, let me know you. if anything else comes up that you want to talk about. We can do this again. We, All right. We sure will. Thank you so thank much. You guys. Have a great day. All right. You Bye-bye. too. The AJC brings you the best of what's happening in and around Atlanta on accessatlanta.com, along with deeper looks at trends in arts and entertainment. Here's a taste of what you'll find there. Ackworth's Jeremy Sides, a former Navy man and father of two, is an entrepreneur and a metal-detecting hobbyist who started out searching for Civil War relics in the woods and creeks near his home. His fondness for finding gold nuggets earned him the nickname Nug and he began documenting his exploits on his YouTube channel, Exploring with Nug. Eventually, he was earning enough YouTube revenue to give up his business repairing automobiles, and he turned to full-time adventuring, scouring trash out of rivers and finding abandoned guns, a few pipe bombs, the occasional diamond ring, and vintage bottles. He invested in sonar equipment and scuba gear to take his searches underwater. His career took a dramatic turn in November when he scanned the creeks around Sparta, Tennessee and found a submerged Pontiac with two teenagers inside. They were Jeremy Bechtel and Aaron Foster, missing since April 3rd, 2000. Since then, Sides has become part of a growing group of freelance sleuths seeking out mysteries and posting their exploits online. Find out more about his fascinating work in Bo Emerson's story coming in this Sunday's Living and Art section or read it online at AJC.com. And tune in in a future episode of podcast, We'll Be Talking with Jeremy Sides. It even took Hallmark cards by surprise. We're talking about Valentine's Day, a fictional holiday created by the television sitcom Parks and Recreation to celebrate female friendships. The show's heroine, Leslie Nope, played by Amy Poehler, explains the day as, quote, Every Friday 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home and we just come and kick it, breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith Fair minus the angst. Plus, frittatas. Plenty of local businesses have taken notice, too, and they're offering special promotions and deals for those planning to celebrate Valentine's Day. And because it falls on the same day as the Super Bowl this year, some are marking the occasion a little early, so check out our list of some activities to help you celebrate the day, or even the days before. Get the details in our story on accessatlanta.com. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to accessatlanta.com and ajc.com. The podcast is edited by Tyson Horn. The theme music is by Bo Emerson and Billy Guick. And I'm your host and the AJC's arts and entertainment editor, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.